we're gonna put our money where our mouth is. Today, I'm issuing bounties for clips being made on Fountain. Anybody who makes a clip of our show, we will give a thousand Satoshis on Fountain for any clip you make, whether it's the current episode or older episodes or whatever. Like then, anybody who posts clips on Nostra and tags the podcast, we will give you a thousand Satoshi zap on Nostra. So for every clip you make, you have the possibility of making 2000 Satoshis and that could be your way of like supporting the show and getting paid to support the show by promoting us and putting us out there in the community, in whatever, you know, your social networks and stuff like that. At the end of the day, making a clip is kind of like you guys are working for us. So you should get paid. Especially since I'm too busy to make clips anymore. We would appreciate your help. Flirting with Bitcoin podcast. I'm Mandana. And I'm Ian. And, and we're, we're the, the Recepies. My husband Ian is a Bitcoin enthusiast, but I am not. Each week he tries to teach me something about Bitcoin and Bitcoin adoption. We have a lot of fun with it. But I'm not trying to overwhelm you with technical analysis and price targets, babe. You promise? I promise. And I promise we won't overwhelm you with ads. That's because we operate on the value for value business model. What's that? Instead of reading off a bunch of ads, we're going to keep things a little more personal, intimate, if you will. If you enjoy the show, meaning it brings you some value, consider supporting us. That support can be sharing the pot on your socials, recommending us to a friend, and yes, even sending us some money. And since I'm the Bitcoiner, I prefer Bitcoin. And you can send us some on our favorite podcasting app, Fountain. To all our Fountainheads out there, keep making and sharing clips of the show. We may make the content, but without you, all I'm really doing here is flirting with my husband in front of a microphone. Y'all ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mandana. Hola. Guten Tag. Buongiorno. E hola for Brazil. And howdy for Texas. Howdy for Texas. What time is it? Currently the time is 785-708 and we're approximately 1,622 blocks since our last episode. And if I gave you one US dollar, how many acres could I get today on sunny Bitcoin Island? Today you can get 3,293 acres. Less and less. Price is going up. Price is going up. So for the second time, babe, we have gifted Bitcoin to a child. We have. It's exciting. The first pair we gave to the children. This one we gave to the parents. The first pair we gave to to my cousin's two children. Since we did that, the price of Bitcoin has significantly gone up. Dollar terms. Right. Which would have been is more than if we had just given them money or cash money. But in Bitcoin terms, they have the same amount amount of Bitcoin. But I'm excited next time I see them to be like, hey, did you know we gave you this much and it's worth this much now? Um, but still, I, I liked that we gave it to, it was uh, my friend's three-year-old daughter, and we got to give her get her daughter Bitcoin. So yes, we handed it to the, her father, but you know, their daughter has Bitcoin now. It's exciting. He seemed excited. I mean, I'm at a three-year-old's birthday party, and trying to talk to adults is like silly, because everyone's just running around minding their kids, but I gave him like the, the cliff notes of what it is. And- yeah how to treat it. And I told him, I was like, that's like holding a $20 bill. If you lose it, you lose it. 
Yeah. Um, and if you have any questions, obviously reach out and talk to me, but just hold it for her. Yeah. And then, you know, in the future, we'll yeah. talk more. But yeah, the, so I had a funny thought when we were at that party. Like, there were all those kids running around. It was all your friends and all their kids. Yeah. And like, we gave your cousin and their kids Bitcoin for 80. Yes, for Noru's 80. Yeah. I was like, this is a lot of kids. I need more sats cards. I know. So I ordered like 50 sats cards. That's so funny. And, <laughs> and how I, much is each? They're not cheap. I know that. I don't know. Like they're they're 5 or $6. I've reached out yeah. to the CoinKite guys to see if we could buy in bulk and possibly get our own like flirting with Bitcoin yeah. cards. They haven't responded. If anyone has any like connections with yeah, NVK, like, let them know that the Flirting with Bitcoin podcast wants to buy their own custom cards, depending on the price. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have a lot of kids in our lives. and like, we're really aggressive about people not buying Keon gifts because he doesn't need anything. And we don't want a house full of toys that he doesn't play with. So with that, we've always told people, like, if you got to give us something, give us money. People don't really listen to us. They still send us, um, you know, clothes, toys, and blankets. But um, we, like, want to practice what we preach, right? Mm-hmm. And give Bitcoin to all the kids and babies of the world that we love so much. And so I love that we were able to do that. And I hope that that's what, you know, people come to expect of us. So that even if they're not buying Bitcoin, at least, like, you know, we have bought it for their kids. I think this is a double-edged sword. Hopefully in a good way. Well, double-edged always means good and bad. <laughs> but, like, I feel like a sword when it comes to, it's like you're hurting, hurting someone. I don't know where you come from, but double-edged swords mean there's good and there's bad. I, yeah, I guess, but it's aggressive. You could attack or you could, be a, you could hurt yourself with a double-edged sword. All right, let's hear what you got. Right, so... And you know where I'm from. I'm from Iran. <laughs> I, well, I like how you pull that card out when you don't know, like, a normal colloquialism. That's literally what it means to be an immigrant. <laughs> yeah. We have different understandings of phrases and But sayings. you know all the words to a Beyonce song. Beyonce is international, babe. I bet you Beyonce knows what double-edged sword means. She probably does. She was born in Houston, anyway, Texas. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. I think this... Giving out Bitcoin, the way, especially the way that we're doing it, is a double-edged sword because I think, and I'm not naming names and even projecting this on anyone, I think some people's parents are going to actually hold on to it for them well, and in the future it'll be worth a lot, and other people's parents might not. Yeah. And I think in the future, when it's worth a little bit more, someone might be mad that their parents either spent it or lost it when all these kids are going to know each other and some of them might be driving around in brand new cars because of the because 20 of, bucks of bitcoin we gave them yes oh i hope i mean i hope that that doesn't happen but i mean that <sighs> that's the case anytime you gift money to no. a parent for their child so no, no no and i get that but i just think that if with specifically with bitcoin and the the trajectory that it's on the numbers that we're talking about if these kids in 18 years find out that they got that's true a certain amount of bitcoin 18 years ago yeah as a you know their third birthday gift where is it it's like oh we bought you a playpen and that would have been like a million dollars right like 
Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. So I that's mean, like, I did say I was like, put it in your security deposit box, and, and that's what I, I told we'll everybody. Talk to you I was about like, it later. I was like, treat this like a social security card. Wherever you keep mm-hmm. that important documentation, keep this there. Mm-hmm. And you know, there will come a time when it's like obvious that like, oh, what do we do with this? Yeah. But for right now, it's a gift for the future. Obviously, the Millie didn't need anything, right? <laughs> like, she's pretty well off, so. Yeah, and I think it's really cute. Like, Ian writes, happy birthday, says it's from Ian and Mandana, like, on the actual card. And so. the year. And the year. Yeah, it's Which nice. is why I, that's where this double-edged sword comes in. When I wrote the year, I was like, ooh, if it's 2033, and they're like, they gave you how much? <laughs> so, anyway. They, no, so they gave me how much. Wow. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I really like it. I like that we've done it twice now. Um, and I'm just, like, excited for us to be the aunt and uncle that does that for all the kids in our lives. Yeah, I, I, overall, I think it's a good idea, and I, I, I would gladly continue doing it. I just, I'm thinking further into the future, and I see... As you always do, baby. I see storms a-brewing, possibly. Doesn't mean it's going to rain, but something might happen. Well, I see rainbows. Those, those usually come after the storms. <laughs> All right, so full disclosure, Ian woke me up from a cuddling session with our son. Um, So I'm going to hand it over to you, babe. You lead the episode. What do you want to talk about? I don't have much to report on my end in the Bitcoin world. (laughs) Um, Oh, I will say the Cash App founder. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Who was slain in the streets of San Francisco. Sure. We've come to learn that it was murder. Well, we, we didn't know. We already knew it was murder. We this, knew it was murder. Let me not laugh. It was uh, from someone he knew. It wasn't random. I mean, San Francisco, it's a toss-up, but usually stabbings are personal. Yeah, and I'm really disappointed to report that the suspect, the suspected stabber is Iranian. I don't know how much else information you have, but it sounds like he was like trying to protect his sister like he thought that something bad was happening with his sister well <laughs> so it sounds like a crime of passion so but again this I is, yeah so so I, this I is even... where like a friend of mine went to the supposed university that he claimed he went to but uc berkeley doesn't have him on record anyways so you know she's been asking around because you know he's iranian he is a friend of a friend of a friend has said that his sister was having an affair with the co-founder or the founder of cash app and they were both married so that's all i know so far so i don't necessarily know if she was in danger but it was definitely personal and intimate it wasn't because of some crypto scam as i had assumed but you know we still don't know all of this is conjecture right like i mean it still might be because of a crypto scam. it could have it could be we don't know what she's doing is she a crypto scammer maybe i i don't know but um sad news to report but just like a little update i was gonna tell you that but i guess you're you're on the ball because it involves an iranian yeah uh we went to a party the other day and i had like a pretty long conversation with one of your friend's husbands about san francisco and that story kind of came up 
Uh, and I was like, forget about this particular guy. Like, crime in San Francisco is out of hand. Whether this guy got stabbed or not, like, we still have to do something about crime. I think this story kind of shows that a lot of people have been hearing about the crime in San Francisco. It's not like it's, like, only people that are paying attention to it, no. This Cash App story became very big. And everyone just assumed it's Some San Francisco. In the street. Yeah. yeah. So like when yeah. that's like when the entire nation reacts to someone getting murdered is like, well, it was San Francisco. Obviously, you have a problem. And yeah, I think it's the like people the new Chicago. Right. And I think the people of San Francisco kind of perceived it as like, well, what's going on? And, we're, and everyone else was like, it's San Francisco. Uh, so that was really interesting to like see that perspective of like everyone who I've talked to about this story, their gut reaction is like, yeah, San Francisco is dangerous. Which is funny because it's also like the tech mecca. Yeah. And you don't really conflate tech with like danger. Yeah. It's really strange. It's like 10 years ago that wasn't the way that people talked about San Francisco. But it's it's so different today. Yeah. I won't get into the conversation fully. But you know, I was saying like San Francisco is just a little immature of a city. New York City had a similar problem. And whether you like him or not, I know a lot of people don't like him. But it took a very... Uh, I don't care about your civil rights type of mayor to go in and clean up the city. And I think the people of San Francisco are just a little still like, oh, everything's going to be okay. It's not that bad. Like, we still got to like take care of everybody and care about everybody. But I give San Francisco like 20 years, maybe 10 more years, and they'll have a Rudy Giuliani that comes in and just burns the tenderloin to the ground and deals with all the crime and all the problems all at once. Because I think the, the wealthy people of San Francisco are going to be fed up. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting take. I think people are just going to move out. Well, yeah, obviously the, the, the people that don't have a lot of political power will leave. Mm-hmm. But it was the Upper East Side of New York and the Upper West Side of New York that got Giuliani elected. And they were like, clean this city up. Yeah. Right? Like he came in and Times Square, you did, there was no M&M store in Times Square. Yeah. Right? So like, Times Square was the tenderloin. Yeah. And so, like, I think San Francisco is just immature because they're not acknowledging that, like, if you don't deal with this, does it get better on its own? And the fact that the whole country thinks that, like, well, it's San Francisco and it's dangerous. People aren't moving there. People are leaving. I think I saw, like, 700,000 people left. California? With that, also, like, I'll say 10 years ago, I visited San Francisco a couple of times. Like, it was a vacation spot. It was a city that you visited and nobody's visiting San Francisco anymore. No, I mean, I went once. I don't have any need to go back. Yeah, you were so <laughs> turned off. I mean, you went when it was, you went recently. I went in 2019 yeah. and I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank Okay, so I have nothing else to add to this conversation, so I'm going to hand it over to you. Um, I've been in aggressive mom mode this past week, so all I know is that Bitcoin is doing well because people are coming up to you and asking you about Bitcoin. That's always how I know Bitcoin is doing well. That, that is a good barometer of the the weather underground, right? Yeah, like um, when that happens, I just kind of like smirk like, yeah, well, don't you guys wish you were buying Bitcoin when we told you last year? <laughs> At 15? Mm-hmm, but I digress. Anyways, passing it over to you. 
Um, yeah, quick story, um, quick update. So last week we talked about RoboSats. You had a good point. We didn't do it, but I still think we should do it, which is you and I should just do some trades on RoboSats so you have a better idea of how it works. So like as a reminder for me and the listeners, RoboSats is a website where you can anonymously buy Bitcoin, but it's not an exchange. It's kind of like a platform where you can execute trades. It's a peer-to-peer that's what they okay. call it, peer-to-peer. So it just matches you up with someone who's willing to sell you the amount of Bitcoin that you want to buy. Uh, but the money doesn't flow through. I mean, I guess it kind of does, but it doesn't um, flow through RoboSats. It goes from you to the... Yeah, I had a lot of questions about that. And I agree. I think like we should just test it out and see all the different ways that it could be tampered with. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could also pull up YouTube videos, but you and I could... We could do it, but... So, Come on, babe. Date night. Yeah, yeah. Date night. <laughs> That's learning, like your date night. <laughs> learning about RoboSats, yeah. That's more for you than for me, but I'm a generous wife. Um, but anyway, so right after we recorded, RoboSats put out like a... It's not an official update. It's an alpha release. But one of the things in there is that there's now support for the Iranian Toman, which was one of the currencies that you could Ooh. pick from. And I, never, I didn't look for it before because obviously I don't have any Tomans, but... By adding support for Tomans, um, people in Iran can now buy and sell Bitcoin in their native currency anonymously. And before, they had to go through an exchange like Binance or whatever that exchange was that we talked about that one time. But now RoboSats is another way to do that. I don't know if that's like good or bad for Iranians, but I think at the end of the day, everyone's going to be using something like RoboSats. And so the more support for the more currencies that there are, the better. Yeah. How many other currencies did they add, or was that announcement just for the Toman? No, 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 no. It was the update was for a bunch of other stuff, but in the in the change log, I saw at the very top it was like added support for Toman, and I was like, oh, I guess oh, it wasn't there interesting. before. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but they added some other stuff. Apparently, they made it faster and all that fun stuff too. But since we had just talked about it, that's why I. All right. Did so you say this. they? Who's they? Developers. But it's open source. Yeah. Okay. And the person who who, who uh, added the support seems like it was just their own personal contribution to okay. the open source project. And I'm pretty sure he was Iranian because his name looks like Hassam. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's an Iranian name. <laughs> yeah, so like this is the piece that isn't connecting for me is that, all right, like obviously this person's an Iranian Bitcoiner. They're doing something to increase access to, to Bitcoin for Iranians in Iran. Like, where are they? Like, where is the community of Iranian Bitcoiners? Because I don't know them. Like, if, if anyone out there knows. I mean, they're probably in Iran. They are. But, like, who are they talking to outside of Iran? Like, we have a really large international community that connects with each other well. And this is just not an avenue that I've, like, been able to scan and find. So, if any of our listeners know, like... I know like Ian and I would just love to be out there helping with an education campaign around this stuff. Um, but I think that's really cool. Like obviously it was an Iranian developer who said, hey, yeah, the Toman should be added to RoboSats. Yeah, and they did because it's open source. Yeah, and like after that, what's next? What's on their plate? Like what are they trying to get done? Like can we help? Let us know. Well, I think the help is me saying that RoboSats now supports Tomans. You did your part, babe. I did my part. Thank you. You're, um, you're a good husband to an Iranian woman. If that's all I got to do, then... <laughs> In this hour, you've done, your, you've done enough. Yeah, okay. Next hour, I'll let you know. 
this today's episode is going to be a little short. Um, you know, our last couple episodes have been pretty long. Both were over an hour, and we're trying to like bring the time down. So the thing we want to talk about today is bounties, specifically bounties for our listeners. You know, we're big Fountain users, and we support that app, and we think it's a great app for the value for value model and podcasting 2.0 and all that stuff. Um, so we're going to put our money where our mouth is. Today, I'm issuing bounties for clips being made on Fountain. Anybody who makes a clip of our show, obviously don't just make like a one second clip because that would be like silly. Anybody who makes a clip of our show, we will give uh, thousands of Satoshis on Fountain for any clip you make, whether it's the current episode or older episodes or whatever. Like then, anybody who posts clips on Nostra and tags the podcast, we will give you a thousand Satoshi zap on Nostra. So for every clip you make, you have the possibility of making 2,000 Satoshis, um, and that could be your way of like supporting the show and getting paid to support the show by promoting us and putting us out there in the community, in whatever, you know, your social networks and stuff like that. Um, obviously, people have been making clips for the show already, and I try to go through and like everyone and, and, and give a little bit, but... Um, I realized that like at the end of the day, making a clip is kind of like you guys are working for us, right? So you should get paid more appropriately than like a little bit. So especially since I'm too busy to make clips anymore, we would appreciate your help. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're not asking for help. We're willing to pay <laughs> thousands of Toshis for clips on Fountain, thousands of Toshis for post on Nostra. I will say it's like always interesting to see what's been clipped yeah. Like what part of the conversation clicked for someone. So I'm a big fan when you guys make clips of the show. Um, and it's really interesting where like multiple people are clipping the same, uh, I don't know, one minute or two minutes of the episode. It's like, wow, okay, that's something. And I think, especially early on in doing this podcast, a lot of the conversations were just Ian explaining Bitcoin to me. I understand Bitcoin pretty well now, but like, in the beginning, it was like, what is Bitcoin? <laughs> what is a key, right? Um, it, it's really interesting when something that you've said really explains a concept well. So I'm a big fan of the whole the whole process of clips. And so like, if you are then posting it on Noster, like, tell us why you really like that clip or, you know, tell your followers why you really like that clip or why that was helpful. Because that feedback always helps the conversation for Ian and I on the pod, but also like we say, like we're out in the world trying to talk to people about this in very short time frames, like at parties, right? And like, how do you grab someone's attention or really make it like make sense for them? It's that concise messaging that can really help get through to people. So there's just a lot of benefits to the whole clip making, soundbite making realm when it comes to the work we're trying to do here yeah i mean i still there's one clip that someone made well i guess i made it i made the clip but a lot of people have like liked the clip and it's from like one of our early episodes when i was like there's no lender of last resort on bitcoin island like i think that like really resonates with people or resonated with people in a way that's like you hear in the news how the fed is the lender of last resort and you hear how like they're going to fix everything or at least try to fix everything and inevitably they just make things worse. I don't know like the context of that conversation per se, but 
that one idea, I've seen a lot of people like that on Fountain and it just stuck with me. And it was actually part of the, the idea around this, this bounty program because I really want people to, I really want to encourage people to make clips that just resonate to you. Like don't make a clip that you just think sounds good or whatever. Like if it's a point that you're like, aha, that's a really good point. Make that clip. Show us like what's actually resonating with you through this bounty program. Like I, like we always say, like, and share it with your friends and family. You know, on, on Fountain, when you make the clip, you get the money. Like you get the Satoshis. When someone likes the clip, it goes to you. It doesn't go to us. Yeah. Right? So like, that's why I could say like, if you make the clip, we're going to pay you, but you'll also make... Oh yeah. Also like you can make a clip and like three months later, people are still boosting it and you're making money off of it it's actually pretty found's a really cool app yeah like clips are like a weird uh royalty yeah right so like when we first started we were making clips we still have clips out there that are pulling in like five satoshis 20 satoshis 100 satoshis every once in a while there is this one clip that i made from an episode where we talk about sri lanka and that one is i mean i don't know how that's being shared out there on the internet but i get that gets liked every couple days and it's like half a year old. Yeah. So it's really interesting. It's like whatever we were saying in that clip, again, people are sharing it. It's resonating with them. There's a point that's trying to be, someone's trying to make the other, uh, set of clips that at the time when we had published the episodes did really well were, um, the Ethereum conversations. Yeah. And I knew it was people that were like, see, this is why Ethereum is not as good as Bitcoin. Like people were sharing that because they didn't want to be like having to make that argument. They were just like, listen to this, see. And I mean, I was making that argument literally on Friday. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. People still want to talk about it because Ethereum is still in the news. Still in the and news, like, yeah. to me, it's funny because like, I don't even think about Ethereum anymore. Because we've, we've squashed it on the pod. <laughs> we've said what we, I said what I said. I said what I said. You can go back and listen to it. But no. So like, I had a really interesting conversation on Friday. This guy was like trying to explain to me that like Bitcoin's great, but I'm investing in things that are like correlated to Bitcoin. And I just, very politely, but I just laughed at his face. And I was like, nothing has outperformed Bitcoin since the day Bitcoin was created. There's nothing you could trade that's like performing better than Bitcoin. If your whole strategy is to like find something that's kind of like Bitcoin, but not Bitcoin, it's going to be underperforming. The only thing performing better than Bitcoin is Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce ain't even come pro- on, Beyonce. Come on. Sorry, Beyonce is not come a half on. a trillion dollar business, isn't she? Though Beyonce, she might, she, isn't she, she might produce half a trillion dollars by the end of her life with royalties and all that fun Whatever. stuff, and she's got a lot of people paid. But at that point, Bitcoin will be multiple trillions. Whatever. I thought that was a good joke. That I was a good by. joke. Thank that you, was baby. a good joke. Thank you. That Just gotta always joke. bring it back to Beyonce. It's always about Beyonce. Always um, about Beyonce. But yeah, so while I was having that conversation, this other guy kind of slid in and he was less knowledgeable. So he just started asking questions and inevitably his first three questions, what about Ethereum? And I was just like, it's a scam. And he was like, what? I was like, it's a scam. I was like, it's a very good scam, but it's a scam. And he was like off put at first because I think he had like at least done some research on that or at least had started to form an opinion. By the end of that conversation, that guy was like, I'm going to go buy $3,000 worth of Bitcoin tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How about you just buy a book first? 
Like, I'm glad I swayed you away from Ethereum, but, like, you need to understand what you're getting into because you came to Was he willing to sell his Ethereum, though? He didn't have it. He just... Oh, he didn't he have anything. He was like, okay, he was talking okay. about the space as a I whole, see, see. and he said, "What about Ethereum?" And I explained to him, I was I like, see. "Here's, you know, here's the issue with Ethereum." Um, so, like in a one-on-one situation, I'm getting really good at talking people off the Ethereum ledge. Yeah. Like Ethereum's doing it for me, you know. When you say things <laughs> like, we say things like, "Well, you know, people who owned Ethereum." You know, some of them can't take their money out right now. Yeah. And they're like, what? Why? And I'm like, well, because someone else decides what your Ethereum can and cannot do. And he was like, well, that doesn't make sense. And I was like, no, it doesn't, does it? So, like, when you just tell people what Ethereum is doing, a sane person is going to go, well, I don't want to be a part of that. But yeah. Ethereum doesn't tell you what they're doing. But not everyone is you. So I think, like, bringing it back to the clips, um, yeah, if there's something that you like, in the episode you can make a clip as long or short as you want you can share it with someone and say like well what do you have to say about that like we'll respond to this and i think often it's going to be hard to get someone like you know bringing it back to our married with bitcoin series like yeah maybe there's someone in your life that you're trying to get on board with bitcoin um they're not going to listen to a whole episode of a podcast about bitcoin maybe but maybe if you send them a short little clip they can listen to it Get, you know, you can say, oh, you know, this couple, they're so funny. <laughs> listen to that. What? I don't know. However you need to entice them to listen to the show, a clip can help. Yeah. And again, just to drive this point home, you make money from the clips, right? Like if you encourage the person to yeah. download Fountain and start listening to their podcast on Fountain and they like your clips, you make money. That doesn't go to us. We only get money for clips if we make the clip. Yeah, and I think this is like a really interesting change from the way that we're all using social media. We're like, yeah, we share links and we share photos and we share posts and things like that on our social media platforms, but we don't really get anything out of it from, but maybe a like or views. And so, yeah, this is like dipping your toes in another, the other side of the value for value model which like we right now get are the receivers but you could also become a receiver through this so i think that's really cool i this was all ian's idea and i and i think it's going to be really fun to see how it plays out so to tie this all together in their last update fountain added nostra integration and what that means is that if you have a nostra account you can put your uh, public key into your fountain account and then on nostra you set up your fountain address your fountain lightning address which is your username at fountain.fm as your uh, lightning tip address in whatever nostra client you're using so whenever someone does that little lightning zap button whether it's domus or i use amethyst um, there's a bunch of clients out there that are doing zaps now whenever someone zaps you the money will go into your fountain account the satoshis go into your fountain account this is where social media is going right like you have a platform that's fountain that's not really a social media platform i mean it is but it isn't and then you have this open protocol called nostra and they've linked up now where you see money coming into fountain for things that are happening on the nostra protocol and i'm sure it'll be bi-directional at some point and they'll probably just if i was fountain i would dump the entire messaging and commenting system and just use the nostra protocol and just push it all onto the network. But Oh, that's interesting. But they've got a lot of, they've built a lot already. That's yeah. going to be a big task. Yeah. But that's what I expect to see in the future. So if you have a Nostra account, 
You can link it to your Fountain account. If you don't have a Nostra account, download Domus on iOS, download Amethyst, or you can use web-based clients like uh, Snort and um, Astral Ninja. There's a there's hey, a hey baby. It just seems like you're making words up. I know, I know. <laughs> Snort. Look, I, I didn't I didn't come up with these names, Belch. but Nostra is really cool. You can actually make money on social media through Nostra. I posted a picture of our tulips and made five dollars. So really? Like, five dollars? Overall, so far, people have sent about five dollars worth of Satoshis for a picture of a flower bed of tulips. Well, you worked hard for those tulips, babe, and paid for them in Bitcoin, the bulbs. I did. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying is like, you can't make money on Twitter from a post nope. of flowers. No matter how pretty the photo is. No matter how pretty it is. Twitter will make money from it, but mm -hmm. you won't. So... Part of this podcast is kind of encourage people to embrace this new world that we're living in. And Nostra plus Fountain equals you can make money from listening to our podcast and you can make money from baking clips and sharing them on Nostra. You're double dipping. You'll make money on Nostra and we're going to pay you a thousand Satoshis for making the clip and posting it on Nostra. So what do you got to lose? All right, babe, we have an almost two-month-old, but we are still out. Blah, blah, blah. All right, babe, we have an almost two-month-old, but we're still out here at parties talking about Bitcoin to people. Are we living the dream? Yeah, I mean, while we still have people that want to babysit. We will. He's, a, he's an angel. I mean, it's a long list, you know? <laughs> He was he was he was a little terror before we left the house on Friday, He's but a uh, baby. But uh, I thought we might come back to your sister. Just like he just did, he wouldn't stop crying the entire time you were gone. But no, instead she said it was the cutest night of her life. She did say that. It helps when the babies are cute. It does help when the babies are keeps cute. them coming back. It does it does? It helps when the daddy's cute too. Well, I mean, doesn't which keep, he is. Doesn't keep the babysitters coming. See, back. look, parenthood doesn't stop me from flirting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get it? Flirting with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I get it. Get it? Do you know what that is? That's not nonsense. That's mom sense. You better watch out. You're gonna get sued by Bob's Burgers. <laughs> if one of the creators or lawyers of Bob's Burgers listens to our pod, it's like worth the legal risk. I'll take that as a win. Uh, absolutely, baby. If you're listening, I have some episode ideas. Um, no, so like, I think... Luis learns about Bitcoin. <laughs> no, Luis would have a crypto scam. <laughs> I would watch that episode. I mean, I'd watch every episode, but that one especially. Like I said, I really want to start encouraging our listeners to make clips. We'll, we'll pay you to do it, but also like really get to know how this new creator economy is going to work. Because like I said, you can make money on Nostra posting pictures. People are making money on Nostra posting pictures of like their chickens. Like there's a whole hashtag homesteading on Nostra. And I see people, a thousand Satoshis here, a thousand Satoshis there. People are making money just by sharing content. Twitter is dead. So like start with our pod, but let that be the way that you really enter this world of getting paid to post cool stuff. Yeah, and like forget a like. If someone's willing to give you money, you know they really liked it. It's very easy to throw out a thumbs up. To part with Bitcoin means, no, I, I really like that. So that's what I'm really trying to get people into is like this new economy that's emerging. 
next week, hopefully, we could talk about this new white paper that just came out. How people are trying to turn Nostra into like the marketplace of the internet, where you can buy and sell anything with anyone, and you don't need things like Amazon or eBay or any of those things anymore. I've glimpsed over the white paper. It seems really, it seems possible, but we have to get a lot more people on Nostra first. <laughs> before you can do that dream big baby but it's coming it's coming and if you're listening to our podcast on fountain and you have a nostra account you are definitely ahead of the curve